I am so happy that you are listening to Just Breathe. It is my most sincere hope that it empowers you and helps you feel less alone on this journey. If you are looking for more personal and more personalized help, I am now offering coaching services. Text BREATHE to 55444 to learn more. That's B-R-E-A-T-H-E to 55444 to learn more. You're listening to the Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories, revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. Well, everyone, welcome to this episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch. And, you know, when you get somebody that you have admired and respected and followed and then become friends with, when you get them to come on your show, it kind of is, you know, it's that it's that spark of the firework. And so today I am so excited to have my dear friend, John Asaraf, on with me. John, thank you for being here. It's so great to be part of your relaunch. <laughs> so what, what many people don't know is the story of how I became your friend. And so I just want to quickly remind you of the time that we met. And it all started with this. It was it was fabulous. It was this moment of like seeing you across the room and I'm like, oh my gosh, but I got to go backwards in time a bit. And it was right after I had gotten separated and I was at a very much a low point. I was, you know, career-wise coming off of a 10-year stint with corporate. And I happened through my mom, my dear sweet mom who's passed, she gave me a book. And it was the secret. And I laugh because I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember, you know, sitting up in a room in her in her house. And in one sitting, I just read the whole thing. And there was one person who stood out for me in that book, and it was you. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to see if this whole manifestation thing works. I am going to meet you. And then someday I'm going to work with you, work as like, you know, one of your coaches, all these great things. Well, six weeks later, you're in this conference and there you are. And I walked right up to you as if I had known you forever and said, basically, you know, I'm Hillary DeCesar and I'm supposed to be meeting you. And I ended up, you know, coming aboard with all of your different things. And I, I, the fact that you're, you're here today and the fact that we have become such good friends, I'm just so, I, I love it. Manifestation and visualization and everything that you have taught me absolutely works. So thank you for works. having me here. Yes. As they say, it works if you work it, right? And if you, uh, if you don't do anything with the information and the knowledge and the skill, then it's, you know, it's like shelf help, I call it. Well, it really, you know what, I would agree with you that if you don't put the effort into it, then what you'll get back is just a, a smattering of like things all over. 
But I started, um, first and foremost, I, I started, uh, I remember talking to you and I said, I just, I need that quality one-to-one training from you. And that was really the beginning of my whole journey around neuroscience and how the brain can impact your life. But I know for you, your story and your, you've had so many relaunches, but could you tell us the most significant relaunches that you've had? Well, I think my, you know, my initial launch was, you know, going from, uh, I guess, you know, between the age of 13 and 17, I got into a lot of trouble with the law, um, was kicked out of school numerous times, was in detention centers. And, um, and so that first launch that I had was uh, because I met a mentor. I met, I met somebody who cared enough about other human beings to see potential, um, to see a mess, and to know because of his experience how to turn the mess into the message and the messenger. And uh, this man's name was Alan Brown. And when I was 19 years old, I was, again, I was either gonna go to jail or the morgue. And so I was heading down that track, on the wrong train, on the wrong track, picking up speed. And one day, um, you know, my brother introduced me to him and I traveled from Toronto to Montreal by train. And I sat down at lunch with this man who didn't know me anything, he didn't know my brother anything, so my brother taught him tennis. And um, he asked me what were my goals. And I said, well, I'd like to get a job, I'd like to get a car, I'd like to uh, move out of my parents' house and uh, I'd like to buy some clothes and just go out and have fun on the weekends. He goes, well, that's great, but what are some bigger goals that you, that you have? I said, well, I never really thought about it. <laughs> so he gave me these, these documents. Uh, it was actually, and this will date me or age me, it was the 1980s goal setting guide, 40 years ago. <laughs> and, and, and he gave me this document. And it, uh, the first question in the document was, at what age do you want to retire? I'm like, what? I'm 19. I don't retire. My father's still working like a dog. I just want to get a job. Forget about retire. Second question was, how much net worth do you want to have? And Hillary, you'll laugh at this because I looked at him and I go, Mr. Brown, uh, what's net worth? (laughs) (laughs) Right. And it asked all these questions. What kind of lifestyle do you want, et cetera. And um, he just said, just fill it out. Just do the best you can. So I wrote down, I want to retire at age 45. I want to have $3 million in net worth. I want to travel the world. I want to retire my parents. I want to buy a Mercedes. I want a nice four bedroom house, blah, 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 blah. And he looked at it and he said, well, this is, this is some good stuff. He says, I'm going to ask you one question. And the answer to this question will determine whether you achieve every one of these things. And I'm like, really? Like one, <laughs> one question is going to determine whether me, you know, grade 11 dropout, uh, failed English, failed math. Uh, I was making a dollar sixty-five in a shipping department. You know that I was working part time. Says, and one quest is going to determine whether I retire at age forty-five with three million dollars and travel the world. And he looks at me and he goes, "Are you interested in achieving these goals, or are you committed?" Mm. And so I said, "Interested, committed, interested." Can I said, "Mr. Brown." What's the difference? <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> and he says to me, he says, listen, if you're interested, 
you'll keep doing what you're doing. If you're interested, you'll allow your limiting beliefs that you don't have an education to control you. If you're interested, you'll do what's easy and convenient and you'll just stay stuck repeating the same patterns over and over and over again. He says, if you're committed done, he says, then you'll upgrade your beliefs about what's possible for you. He says, if you're committed, you'll upgrade your skills to match the goals you want to achieve. If you're committed, you will develop the habits required to achieve these goals because it takes consistency to achieve these goals, not you know just whimsical behaviors. He says, and if you're committed, you'll do whatever it takes. No more stories, no more excuses, no more reasons. So he says, so are you interested? Or are you committed? And so I was thinking and I was a little nervous. And, um, and I said to him, I said, well, uh, I'm committed. And he reached out his hand, Hillary. He looked at me square in the eye and he says, in that case, he shook my hand. He says, I will be your mentor. Oh, I said, wow. Uh, I mean, wow. I said, well, what's a mentor? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I was so green. And so that was my first launch because, you know, I then had to move from Toronto or Montreal to Toronto. Didn't know how I was going to do that. I did it. I then had to come up with $500, which I didn't have it. I had $40 in my bank account. I borrowed $460 from my mother, father, my sister, and my brother lent me some money. Um, and I moved to Toronto, got into real estate school. And on May the 5th, 1980, I began school. Five weeks later, on June 20th, 1980, I got my real estate license. And then he gave me a commission-only job in his real estate office, calling 100 people a day at 19. But he taught me the difference between interested and commitment. He taught me how to upgrade my knowledge, my skills, my beliefs, my behaviors, my habits. He taught me discipline to get on and make 100 calls a day. He taught me what to say, what to say if people said no, what to say if people said yes, what were the objections, what were the answers to those objections. So he taught me a framework for success when I was 19. And the reason I share this is that was my initial launch. And, um, and so over the years, um, I have, you know, I did real estate first, then I started my own real estate company. And I grew that from the age of 26 to 37, uh, to an 85 office, 1200 person real estate company that was doing four and a half billion dollars a year before I was selling it before I sold it. And then I relaunched into a whole other career in the internet back in 1998 that I knew nothing about. I could hardly use a computer. Um, and so I relaunched my career to that. And uh, that was a success. And then I took some time off and relaunched again and then crashed and burned with a company um, with a business partner of mine. So then I relaunched again. And, uh, and every time I've relaunched, I've used the same framework, which is probably you know worthwhile. Is is the mindset, the skill set, and the action set needs to be right for whatever result that you want. And to boil that down, it's really a combination of psychology plus strategy plus some kind of accountability to the behaviors that you need to take um, is what I've used for launching and or relaunching. But it all starts with mindset. I love how you, first and foremost, you say it it all starts with mindset. I mean, I agree 80%, I believe, of everything in business. Now, the one thing when you talk about mindset, skill set, and then the action stuff, 
and the, the things that you have to do in order to get there. Can we talk about the one where you actually, things didn't go that great for you in that one company with the partner? And, yeah. you know, tell us more about that because I do think, sure. that, you know, that's where you really learn a lot, right? When you have those misfortunes and sure. the silver lining that came from that one. Sure. So um, I started a company helping small business owners with uh, a very dear friend of mine, a friend of mine of over 30 years. And I put a little bit of money into the deal. He put a little bit of money into the deal. We were co-CEOs. We grew from startup and an idea to 72 employees in a year. We raised $2 million from friends of ours. We put $2 million of our own money in. And things were going gangbusters, unbelievable, like exactly what we thought of, prayed and hoped and dreamed of. Um, and then he and I started having some issues, especially when the market uh, crashed in the 2008 timeframe, 2009, and we were franchising already after just a year of the success that we had. And the market just, you know, went, went sideways. Uh, the franchisees weren't able to do as well as we were able to do. Um, he and I started to not get along. And, um, and we ended up, you know, about three years later, it was, it was a struggle for 2009, 2010, 2011. And finally, in 2011, um, I was the acting CEO. At the time, we decided, that's it. We're going to you know, close the company. And I actually decided that because my wife and I were the only ones putting money in for over a year. And um, so that was um, very, very challenging. Number one, um, it, letting employees go, you know, people that have tried to be there with you for the, the dream. Number two, clients. Oh my God, so many clients were like, what do you mean? Like, we just paid you. Like, what do you mean you're closing your doors? Uh, not being able to talk to them because of the legal ramifications of uh, the corporate veil. Um, uh, my reputation in the marketplace. Uh, I lost a few million dollars. Uh, investors lost money and, and I couldn't access my database. I couldn't access my intellectual property. I was like, there is nothing that I could access. I had to go through a two year legal battle to get just my own IP back. So it was a crash and burn. Um, and all that was left was dust and mindset. <laughs> That's all that dust and mindset. And from that, I said, okay, I've built companies before. Um, I've made money before. Uh, everything that I did to build my few companies, everything I did to earn money, everything I did to build a reputation and a brand, I, I know how to do that. So I had to go back to, okay, uh, what am I really passionate about? And by the way, um, I, I need to also emphasize during all of this time, um, I'm making it very matter of fact, I was drinking an enormous amount of alcohol, especially since my, my best friend and I, he was living at our house during all of this for usually two or three weeks at a time because he used to live in Canada. So we, we didn't want to have the discussions necessary to break up. Mm -hmm. We were like a, a couple, right? Mm -hmm. We're just, we're a business couple that loved each other, cared about each other. And the breakup was so hard, we would mask the discussions in alcohol, both of us. Um, so that really, you know, I, I gained 30, 35 pounds more than I am right now. Um, I was not as healthy. I wasn't 
exercising well. I wasn't making smart decisions. I was lethargic. I was so so that's the other side of it. Over a three-year period of time, it took its toll on me, and um, and so finally, when we made the decision, which was a very hard decision that we're just going to close this down and start all over with something else. Um, it took three years to do that. <laughs> you know, I really, I, I admire what you're saying because I think that this resonates with so many people because we feel like unless you've had the success that, you know, you think, oh, well, he's had such great success. He never had any of those pitfalls. Right. And, and I got to tell you, we all have. In fact, you helped me through one of the hardest times in my career, which was when I was dealing with a, a board member who ended up going to federal prison for three years. Yeah. And I was taking it all on as, you know, this, oh, I'm embarrassed. I, you know, can't believe this is happening. Yeah. And because you had been through this time and you said, hey, Hillary, you're going to bounce back. You're going to, you know, almost like what we're doing now, relaunch. Yeah. And that's so important because you gain so much from that experience that I would even say that probably gave you more of a solid foundation than all of the great experiences that you have, which you've had so many. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, uh, uh, setbacks can be uh, amazing comebacks. Mm -hmm. And and a couple of things that you learn, right, is, is you learn... You know, success leaves clues, but so do setbacks, right? So, so you know, some of the decisions that I made or didn't make before the setback, the signals were there. There were things that I could have done when the smoke signals were there and I chose to suppress. I chose to look the other way. I chose not to deal with the, you know, with the, with, with the little thing and the little thing became a big thing. Um, so first and foremost, the lessons to be, you know, I can't remember if it was Seneca or Aristotle, but he said, to thine own self be true. One of those, you know, said that. And I recall I wasn't being truthful to myself of how I was feeling. I wasn't able to express how I was feeling. I, I just swept the stuff under the rug. And so did he, by the way. So I'm not saying him, you know, and then the marketplace you know, crash, the stock market crash, and that didn't help the situation. So we already had a challenging situation that got exacerbated by something we couldn't control, but we didn't do what we could have or should have when we could control it. So how do you know when you're, you're going down? You're going down because so many of us try to go for that life preserver. We try to stay afloat. How, what what advice do you give entrepreneurs that you know have maybe been holding on too long? Sure. So, so the, you know, the first question I always ask is, is the same question I ask uh, my very 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 best friends if they tell me, John, I'm thinking about getting a divorce. And the question I ask is, okay, I want you to, or I tell them to do this little exercise. I want you to go to the mirror in your bathroom or wherever there's a mirror and look in the mirror and ask yourself this question. Have I done absolutely unequivocally everything possible to save this marriage, to save this business? Have I, have I made sure that I'm not, not doing stuff because I might be embarrassed or ashamed or judged? So am I going to... Um, uh, close this down, shut this up, divorce, whatever the case might be, because I'm embarrassed? Is my ego 
in the way, right? Because the ego is not the amigo, right? <laughs> so, no, it definitely is not. And so, so the first question is, have you done everything? Have you asked everyone that you can what you should do, how you should do it, when you should do it, why you should do it, is it salvageable or not? So that's first and foremost. If you can look at them and say, I have done everything, and then you've done an analysis of what are the chances of survival, okay? So that you can really have a good healthy review on what are the chances of survival. Um, and then you go, okay, am I better off shutting this down and doing something else or relaunching? Uh, or should I give this, you know, one or two more goes, all right, to be able to give this a real chance of success? So I've seen uh, companies, I've seen people's lives come from the depths of despair um, to success, but they've had to get to the raw, honest truth first. And, and, and as you said, that ashamed, embarrassed, judged, yeah. take the ego out and yeah. connect, connect to source and say, hey, yeah. why, you know, why, first and foremost, am I doing this? Like, you know, hey, what was the reason I started out? And, and you helped me through this. Oh, my gosh. You drilled it into my head that, you know, eventually you, you have to cut yourself loose. You have to say, I could not do any more. I mean, literally. And that's why one of the things I've admired so much about you through the years and, and through our friendship is that I think the book is sitting right behind you. The secret came out, right? And the secret, I think, gave a little bit of um, a false idea of, you know, just thinking it will happen. And you came out with the answer and you're like, uh, no, I'm afraid not. There was a little piece left out of the book, The Secret. And can you share, can you share the highlight of why you wrote the answer? Sure. So the movie, The Secret was, you know, based on the premise of think, believe, and you'll achieve. And there's a lot of people who sit there and think, there's a lot of people who sit there and believe, uh, but they don't achieve. And the movie was based around the law of attraction. And in people's mind, the law of attraction means, you know, sit there like a monk and think and believe and, and you know, your doorbell's gonna ring and there's gonna be a chest with a million dollars in it. Now you gotta do is open up the chest, go, oh my God, there it is. I thought about it, I believed and there it is. And that couldn't be the furthest thing from the truth. Um, the last six letters of the word attraction is action. And so I've often said, if you want the law of attraction to really work in your favor, yes, get your mind right, your heart right, your gut right, so that you're aligned. But then you have to add the law of Goya, the G-O-Y-A law, and that's the get off your ass law. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and, 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 and even when we talk about get off your ass, it's not just get off your ass and be busy. Um, every combination to a safe doesn't just require you to enter numbers into the safe. It requires you to enter the right numbers in the right order in order to open up the safe. Now, when we're talking about success, I want everybody just to think, just, just tell me if what I'm saying is truth or fiction, okay? Truth or a lie in 2020-2021 timeframe. Everything you want to achieve, we already know how to achieve it. Unless you are colonizing Mars, 
You really don't have to be innovative to try and figure things out. You want to lose weight and keep it off? We know how to do it. You want to build a company to 100,000, 500,000, a million, five million times? We know how to do it. You want to hire, fire, train, manage, invest, protect? We know how to do it. You, you want to do anything in health, wealth, relations, career, business, fun experiences, charitable? We already have the how-to. Now, you may not have the how-to, but... You not having the how-to is the least of the problems. So if there is a way, then the question then becomes, are you committed to finding out what the way is? And then are you committed to actually taking inspired action and doing it? Anything uh, less than goes, that. Goes back to the committed word. <laughs> goes back, right? So, so uh, and then there's, there's only three other things that could get in your way. There's only three. Um, so knowledge and skills is one, but there's only three other things that could get in your way. And we know what those are. And we also know what the solutions are for those. So we really have, I don't have, you don't have, nobody that's watching or listening to us right now has a real valid excuse. No, you're absolutely right. And you know what? I realized that when, you know, again, as you were helping me through this, you know, what, what I was deeming as, as crisis, you were, you were incredible about like, you know, Hey, there is a solution out there. There is a way forward. And when you, you use the same type of example where it's, it's already been done, you know, there, the answer is there. It's out there if you're willing to be open to understand it. And so with that, I am, and I'll never forget this because, you know, I just, I kept going and I, I probably stayed in a little bit too long, but finally, you know, you kind of got me to say, okay, I'm, I'm throwing the flag up because there really wasn't anything more. And it opened up a brand new world for me in my own personal relaunch. And when I did that, it was only a matter of time. You reached out and said, Hey, will you come down and coach one of my sessions with my coaches? And I remember I'm like, Oh, this is it. This is the greatest thing ever. You know, I've arrived. I've done this. This is now. And that is what I think you do so well with people is you allow everyone to believe with action that they can achieve anything. And, and with that, I just want to ask you, how has you, you, you moved even more than when we first started probably 10 years ago, um, getting to know each other. And every summer I've enjoyed going to La Jolla and you live right near there and we have lunch together, we catch up. And it seemed that, um, and my, it probably has been forever for you, but when did you realize, as you said earlier, that mindset, that the brain, that neuroscience was at the, you know, the root of every, yeah, the brain. When John and I first got on, all I saw was this big picture of the brain. That's his, that's his image on his Zoom. But when did you really embrace that? Hey, people have to get to know this. People have to understand how important the brain is to everything that we do. So when I was 23 years old, I um, traveled around the world from some, actually September of 82 to November of 83. I took some of the money I made selling real estate and went and traveled around the world. And when I came back, I had zero money left. I actually owed my sister $17,000 because she helped the last part of the trip. I spent 
uh, $72,000 total, 17 of which was hers. And, um, and so I had to work really hard to make a living again. That was another relaunch uh, and pay her back. And uh, I worked so hard um, for so many you know, hours, days, weeks, months, I ended up with severe ulcerative colitis. So I had ulcers in my colon and um, uh, I saw this TV show and there were some doctors talking about something called psychoneuroimmunology. 1983, okay, a long time ago. And psychoneuroimmunology was the mind-body connection. And uh, so they said, yeah, if you visualize healthy colon or healthy heart or healthy this or healthy that, then you're changing the vibrational frequency of your body, but there's this connection. Uh, one is if you're sick, then you're in a state of dis-ease, but if you are uh, thinking healthy thoughts and feeling healthy and visualizing healthy, you're in a state of at ease. I'm like, okay, well, that sounds interesting. They said you're nothing more than a bunch of cells uh, vibrating at different frequencies. And so I got this affirmation that I, um, that I picked up in somewhere um, that basically says, my body and all its organs were created by the infinite intelligence in my subconscious mind. It created all my muscles, bones, tissues, and organs. It knows how to heal me. I am now perfectly healthy. Uh, I read that every single day. That is an affirmation. <laughs> I visualized it every day. Yeah. Uh, I wanna show you, I'll show you something in just a second. I visualized it every day. I pretended that I was healthy and that my colon was healthy. And at the time, um, I was uh, taking 25 salazapyrin pills a day. I was doing a cortisone enema in the morning, cortisone enema at night, a sigmoidoscopy at the hospital every month, trying to see inside my colon because the doctor said, if it doesn't get better, they might have to remove part of my colon. So I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm 23 years old. You're not moving, removing anything. Well, I did this every day for five weeks, including starting to, uh, to exercise, including watching my diet. So I would meditate, visualize, and I would do all the right things. And five weeks later, gone, all symptoms. No way. All the symptoms were that gone. So great. Here is the affirmation <gasps> right here. Oh my gosh. The 40 and years that I've tweaked. And for um, those that aren't watching this in video, he just showed me the exact one that he stated. And you said that, and five weeks later, you said it morning, night, or did you say it all day long? 10 or? times a day, 20 times a day, and I recorded it onto cassette tapes back then. Yep. Listened to it while I was driving. Um, so that was the beginning of, of my understanding. Maybe there is this incredible you know, connection between body, mind, the spirit, who knows. Um, and then I, I started to visualize success in business. I started to visualize myself earning more, and I started to visualize myself traveling the world. I, start to, I started to use my brain better as my early mentors taught. So that was the beginning. However, in the last 15 years, we now know that our brain is made up of networks and circuits. We have stress circuits, fear circuits, motivational circuits, um, um, spiritual circuits. And we know that we also have neurotransmitters, whether it's cortisol, epinephrine, or norepinephrine for the stress hormones, or dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, um, you know, for some other, um, uh, other uh, responses or reactions. And so I started to dive deep, deep, deep into the neuroscience and the neuropsychology of what causes me to have 
limiting beliefs or thoughts or habits or perspectives or emotions and feelings. Like what's really causing it all? And because we have entered this era where up until about 20 years ago, we can only see a, a, a human brain, like a cadaver, a dead brain. And now we can actually look inside a human brain through an fMRI um, a machine, which is a, a functional magnetic resonance imaging technology, we can actually see the brain in action in real time. So just like we use telescopes to look out into the cosmos and microscopes to look deep into the nucleus of an atom, we're now able to see more of our brain. So when you and I have a goal, and let's say we don't have the knowledge or the skill to achieve that goal. Um, that is going to cause us to feel uncertain. Well, when we feel uncertain, we actually are going to activate that stress response in our brain. Now, we know when that stress response circuit is activated, the genius part of our brain, which is what I call the Einstein part of the brain, really deactivates and we move more to our Frankenstein brain and we are fearful. Uh, we lose motivation. We procrastinate. You know, we put our foot on the gas, on the brake instead of on the gas. So we can actually, you know, really understand a little bit more what happens, you know, if I have a fear of failing or a fear of being embarrassed or ashamed or ridiculed or judged, or if I'm, uh, I'm afraid of disappointing my husband or wife or my partner or myself again. So we can see these circuits turning on or off in the brain now. And so now we can override through some, what I call our inner sizes, instead of exercise, we can inner size to higher levels of awareness, focus, higher levels of behavior than being stuck or imprisoned by our old beliefs and habits and perspectives and self-image. So I got fascinated, you know, 15, 20 years ago at a very, very deep level. And then, you know, seven years ago, I started my company NeuroGym to be able to work with some of the top neuroscientists and neuropsychologists in the world to find out what are the latest, greatest, best ways to help use my trillion dollar brain better, right? Mm -hmm. We have the most phenomenal biocomputer, an organism that rivals anything we've ever created. And so I want to, number one, have the user's manual for me, uh, for my children, for my friends and family. And then for the last seven years, I've created brain retraining program for us adults so that we can develop empowering beliefs and let go of limiting ones. So we can be aware of the fears that are holding us back and how to let them go. Um, and then, you know, how do we level up our self image of ourselves? so that we match our self image with the vision and goal that we have. Because if we do better than our self image allows, we self-sabotage. Absolutely. Right, so all of those things I just got fascinated with. And as the science became more readily available, um, I like to take complex stuff like that and make it easy for people to understand. And um, so that's, I mean, that's the journey. And, and you and you have done such a great job because when we first became friends, I was a psychology major and I was very much, you know, going down that path. And you are the person who really 
gave me the awareness of the brain and neuroscience. And that's when I became fascinated with it. And that's why I've continued down the, the path I've, I've gone since, you know, we started working together because it's- And I'm so proud of you, by the way. Uh, well, I, you know, I, I thank you for all of it. You were literally my first mentor and my first coach that, and, and I, you know, tell people that I've been doing this, I've been involved in this work for over 10 years, but coaching for over 20. And when you taught me the fundamentals and then and then taught me about affirmations and I remember when I first started listening to him it was your voice and I was hearing you over and over and and I was laughing because I I now have my own voice and you know I'm using my own but I will always remember those initial affirmations and for people who don't really you know are still thinking oh you know does it really make that much sense to do that when you wake up in the morning and you start out your day instead of letting, you know, the monkey mind, instead of letting the mind take over and start to dictate the rest of your day, you taught me lead, lead with what you want to have happen that day, lead with the thoughts and start off by doing that five, 10. And eventually now I, I, I do at least 30 minutes in the morning. I love it. My husband will have to come and say, okay, you got to get out of bed because now, you know, you got to stop doing these affirmations. But I get out of bed and I'm ready. I'm ready for the day. I, you know, I feel that sense of worthiness and, and it's all because of, you know, the studying and, and you exploring and teaching me the, the ways of how important the brain can be on everything. And there's no doubt when I am now going up against anything, I, I really believe it's already happened. And I can, I can feel the emotional side of, the success that it will bring and the why behind it and how I am in service of others. And you, you taught me that as well about just that giving back the, the sense that it's not ego based, it's source based, it's, it's the universe based, it's, it's giving, which is so much more than receiving. So I, you know, again, I continue to um, learn from you, to admire and respect you and, anything that you put out, I'm always, you know, the first one to be like, Hey, I want to, I want to learn this too. So what are you currently working on and launching? I know there's several things going on in your world right now. Sure. So with, um, where the world is going, so I'm always looking, you know, three to five to 10 years ahead. And so we know that there's, um, artificial intelligence is already in play. Um, and we know that uh, there's ways to do diagnostics and there's ways to, you know, iterate somebody's path. There's ways to give people what they need, when they need it, how they need it right on their mobile phone. And so the work that I'm doing right now is uh, on looking at machine learning and artificial intelligence and augmented and virtual and mixed reality and saying, okay, how can I use all of these technologies to help change neurology and biology, which affects behavior. So I'll give you an example. Let's say um, you have a limiting belief like, I'm not good enough, or I'm not worthy of this success, or I'm too young, or I'm too old, or I'm whatever. Well, what if you could put on a set of goggles and actually have an experience of seeing yourself actually being good enough? seeing yourself achieve the goal that you want, seeing yourself overcome any 
obstacle or limiting belief or fear uh, or a self-image issue? What if you could actually experience it before you actually were it or became it? Well, here's what we know. Anything that you can get into the brain, specifically the subconscious, and if we're using the visual cortex or occipital lobe of the brain, anytime we can get activity and fire those neurons together, we can wire them together. And so if I could put you in a, whether it's a, an affirmational movie, uh, an emotional movie with you as the lead actress or actor, um, and you can see it, think it, feel it, experience it in advance, and then go and behave in that way. If I could create the neural pattern in your brain, then you will behave in line with the new neural pattern that has become part of what's known as the default mode network. And so we know that it takes a certain number of um, neural expressions, okay, or neural activations. And I could do in technology a thousand times faster than what you can do in physical. Okay, so using technology, I can expedite, um, you know, the neural pattern development right. by activating your what's known as the neuroplasticity switch. So that's where I'm moving towards. And that's where NeuroGym, you know, my company, myneurogym.com is our company, uh, is uh, if our brain can really develop new patterns and networks, which it can, uh, and it, if I could deliberately create patterns and reinforce them, which we can, and if I could uh, simulate reality um, through activating our imagination, which we can, then I want to use technology to be able to do it faster, easier, better, cheaper, and safer. Absolutely. How cool would that be? Yeah. And that's the whole default mode network. Just yeah. It's resetting yeah. what is, you know, your automatic self now to just creating a, a, a new improved version of you. Think about this. Um, you upgrade your app software, right? You upgrade your computer software, right? What about your brain software? Oh, this is right? so good. And so now what we're learning is if, for example, you remember Jack LaLanne who, who invented exercise? Well, the reason I wrote my new best-selling book, Inner Size, is because, you know, we have these neuromuscles. So think about this, focus. Some people say, yeah, I have a really easy time focusing. And other people go, oh, my focus is awful. But what about memory? Oh, some people go, oh, my memory's great. Other people go, oh, my memory's terrible. Well, what about my habits? Oh, I've got some constructive ones. I have some destructive ones. Mm -hmm. Well, what if we said all of those are neuromuscles, just for, you know, a comparison, right? Physical bodies for your body and neuromuscles for your brain. If it's possible to create and strengthen the neuromuscles that will help you be healthier, happier, more successful, do you want to do that? And almost everyone says, absolutely. <laughs> yes, teach me now, fast. <laughs> and if it's possible to deactivate the disempowering, uh, negative, destructive ones, would you want to get rid of those as quickly as possible? And everybody says, of course I do. Yes, well, yes. That's what we do with our uh, software right now, with our auditory software. And then we're adding the visual components to the next generation of what we're doing. You know what? You're always a step ahead. You were out in the very forefront of all of this. 
And if I can make recommendations out there, anybody listening, anything that John does, it's exceptional. And again, he, like, like myself, if we can get there faster, let's do it. And his inner size versus exercise, it's not even versus, you need to do both, right? It's doing both of them. Uh, John, as much as I would love to continue and go down all of these different, because I mean, I like to hear what you're working on. I like you to teach me as much as possible. It is time to wrap this up. This has been so informational. So just, I, I love the idea of where this is all going. Can you let us know, I know that you've mentioned your website, but where is the best place to hear more about you and to listen? And, and, and I, I think that, you know, you've got all these things that are out there that people can listen for free even. So what, what are you offering right now? Um, sure. So if anybody is on Instagram, I'm on Instagram. I've got an Instagram following. I'm on there every day. If anybody is um, on Facebook, I have a fan page and I do a live free training every Tuesday morning at nine o'clock California time, 12 o'clock New York time. Uh, if anybody wants to find out more about our brain-a-thons where uh, I get together with uh, usually five, six or seven other brain experts, they can go to brainathon123.com, brainathon123.com. Uh, and then pick up, you know, one or all of my books on Amazon. My newest one's called Inner Size, The New Science to Unlock Your Brain's Hidden Power. And it comes with nine brain training audios um, when you buy a book for 14 bucks on Amazon. Ah, so good. John, thank you. Thank it is always so much fun to hear. And for everyone out there, we're all going to, you know, the Goya, we're all going to get off our asses right now and realize the importance of intersizing and starting down this journey with you. So you are the best. Thank you again for being on. Thanks, Hillary. Great to be on. Way to relaunch again. <laughs> Thanks, John. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you felt a connection to this episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch, please head over to iTunes now. It would mean so much to me if you would leave a good review and help others find Silver Linings as well. And don't forget, you can have immediate access to all of the bonuses and notes from the show today in our treasure chest which you have access to for free by texting 55444 and typing in treasure chest. Or you could go to our private Facebook group, The Relaunch Effect, Living a Life You Love. Together we've hit the reset button for you, turning your transitions into a transformation. Until next time, don't forget, there's always a silver lining.